Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Born Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? I am cracking. Uh, I am in the studio rather than my little home studio, and so therefore I'm trying to sort of, I'm basically trying to uh, create a system where I can put your screen, uh, sorry, put your face on the big screen here at Stack Towers. Uh, I've not managed it, but in the future you're going to be coming through uh, the big, I don't know, 52 inch LG telly in the studio, uh, and your big face is going to be there, and it's going to make my heart sing. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a bit 1984, isn't it? It is so a throw bit, yeah. like a spanner at the big TV screen and smash it <laughs> to break yeah. the power. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I look forward to that. I look forward to being in the studio sometime later this month. Hopefully, mm. when I'm uh, back in the UK, I can't believe it's going to happen. It's fear- it's it's now May. Yes. I can't believe I'm going to be. In the UK at some time this month for the first mm. time since, well, this decade. Since Isn't that forever. insane? It is, is this proper decade, mad. Yeah. Bloody hell. How did it get this bad? <laughs> yeah, this decade. I mean, it's all very, like, decades. Of, you know, the Gregorian calendar is a load of nonsense at the best of times, so don't worry about that. But, yeah, fascinating. You ha- you won't have seen London. You won't have seen the uh, the southeast for a very, very long time. It's, oh, it's ch- all changing, mate. We're all, uh, we're all in bubble space cars and we're all eating <laughs> Soylent Greens and stuff. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> I can't wait for that. I've actually mm. just got back from the future. I went to the doctor about my ear, right? And apparently it's healing. It's on its way up, so that's good. And the doctor was like, we've got a special magic treatment that will heal your ear quicker. Mm. And I was like, okay. And it, it was basically, what was it called? A hydrogen therapy tank or something. And you put these, like, you put, like, a, a pipe up your nose and breathe in, like, pure hydrogen. Or something mm. or other. For wow. it wasn't pure hydrogen; that would literally just be death. But uh, <laughs> it was like concentrated hydrogen, mm. and I laid there for thirty minutes and breathed it in, and it made me feel lightheaded and relaxed. And apparently, it <laughs> helps get oxygen into your blood. Wow! It helps rejuvenate your body. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's pseudoscience. The main thing I got out of it was I felt a bit relaxed, but <laughs> what, I, and it um, cost like twenty twenty dollars. So yeah, it's a little so bit pricey, was, a little bit of an add-on. 
Yes, yeah, so little I, I can't imagine what that would cost on the free market. Imagine what you. I, I went to get to a doctor's, um, and I paid. I think it was like three hundred quid for a checkup. Three hundred quid for a chat with a doctor, which is insane. Um, and uh, then they suggested having a um, ep- not ep- like a, a camera down your throat, basically. And I'm thinking that's going to cost me a couple of grand, isn't it? On the free market, that's going to cost oh, me a God. lot. <laughs> well, this this costs a whopping twenty dollars, mm. but it wasn't it was included in the uh, the insurance, the health plan insurance. I think it's like mm. you know, I, I, it might work. It probably works in some way. I feel like if you did this regularly, there probably are health benefits. But as a one off, I don't think so. I think it was more like a little way of uh, just getting a little bit more cash in the bank for the old uh, for the old doctor. But he was nice, so I went yeah. along with it, and uh, yeah, it, was, it was fun. I got, I, got I, I learned something new, you and it was very... relatively price it was relatively cheap you look very youthful it looks like it's taking 10 years off you mate it's that isn't it well he said he's 65 (laughs) and he was like i do it twice a week look how young i look and i was like yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean doc you really shouldn't be posting that you're getting literally getting high off your own supply that's shocking absolutely shocking (laughs) It's a bit ridiculous. <laughs> I got a really weird spam mail yesterday. You know, you know, I've spam mail comes and goes, but I got one yesterday that was really weird and somehow made its way into my inbox. Gmail's got very good these days at defending mm. against spam mail. I don't know how this one got through because it certainly wasn't overly convincing, right? Here it is. <laughs> uh, it says, hello, dear. Hello, dear. Oh, hello, dear. Was it someone being kind or was it just the input <laughs> that there was no name required hello dear <laughs> i miss yi yang from jiangsu china but mm. i live and work in california usa i love the way they said that as if there's some they've, they've got added credibility now i have an important <laughs> piece of advice that will benefit both of us and i urge you to keep it private i've broken the rules not <laughs> it oh chris well look done? this contract is now defunct you can't have this you can't you can't be uh, getting involved and telling everybody <laughs> about the, the, the oh dear god going to get another email now like god, god damn it chris we're three million dollars to wire to you but it, it continues i work at heritage bank and our fellow asian from nagoya <laughs> just cool. our fellow asian from nagoya fellow asian yeah japan passed away recently with no direct beneficiaries and lots of unclaimed funds this fellow asian died a rich man or woman doesn't specify <laughs> we just know they're a fellow asian the main yep. purpose of writing this letter is for you to apply and transfer huge funds to your account huge i will give you funds. Huge that's, how funds. you that's how people professional people talk in it huge funds huge funds huge funds enough to <laughs> bankroll pete's holidays to the bloody caribbean uh, i will give you all the contact details of the bank and the handle fund uh, everything is legal and verifiable definitely definitely of course it is we'll share all this all the details after you've processed the funds please reply as soon as possible best wishes miss yang yi from heritage merit bank asia account manager and they've also got an mbe just because oh, they're definitely real just added it so, in yeah uh, lovely I, you know a good spam Mail. They'll give you like a proper figure. Just saying, mm. huge funds. That doesn't doesn't really get me excited. You know, needs needs <laughs> figures. We need zeros. I should reply, well, shouldn't I? Like, let's talk, re- let's talk cash. Let's talk. It's numbers. just nice to sort of like see this sort of thing because this was like obviously it's the sort of scam we used to see. God, in the early two thousands. That, that's how this is how poor <laughs> this scam is. Fantastic. It's pretty poor. It's a good thing I didn't read that while I was high on hydrogen earlier, doing my hydrogen <laughs> therapy, like yeah, high as man. a kite, reading my email, like huge funds, count me in, and just like reply back. <laughs> Let's get a Skype call going. Yi Yang of China. 
let's get that money from the fellow Asian. Uh, we've got a story this week <laughs> from Gabe from Detroit. Ooh. He says, hello, Pete and Chris. My name's Gabe from Detroit, Michigan, US. I've been listening to the podcast for the last two years <laughs> and watching Abroad Japan since 2015. I love the content. Look forward to it every week. What follows is a story from my first time ever in Japan and how I had a very awkward conversation with my host family. A little background, the state I'm from, Michigan, participates in a sister state program with Shiga Prefecture in Japan, and it dates all the way back to 1968. Supposedly, uh, Shiga Prefecture was chosen as our sister state due to it being close to the location of Japan's largest lake, Lake Biwa, right. uh, just like Michigan is home to one of the world's largest freshwater lakes. Thus, mm. there's a connection. In the summer of 2014, I was a third-year school student, uh, a third-year high school student, who was asked to participate in high school cultural exchange programs as part of the sister state program. Before I accepted the offer, I had little knowledge or interest in Japan beyond knowing about its automotive industry and Pokemon cards. In the <laughs> summer, uh, I accepted it on a whim because I was eager to experience being an exchange student in a foreign mm. country. I would be paired with a host sister in Kyoto where I spent just over two weeks and what ensued was an endless series of culture shocks and awkward situations. The first night at my host family's home, I went to take a shower in the one bathroom for the entire house. As I entered, I noticed a wooden bathtub to the right and a detachable shower head uh, attached to the wall on the left with a bucket on a tile floor. Interesting, I thought. Mm. Why is the shower head so far from the bath? I stretched the shower head to the bath and rinsed myself off. Later that evening, <laughs> I walked into the living room and the whole family is standing there waiting for me. It felt like I'd walked into an intervention and the atmosphere was very tense. <laughs> Good evening, I awkwardly said. While staring right at me, the mother comes up to me and says, Gabriel, bath is not for shower. Do not use bath. Apparently, Japanese people do not use the bathtubs for showers. My right. question for you, Chris uh, and Pete, is at the beginning of your time in Japan, did you have any awkward or embarrassing situations in which you learned the hard way about a Japanese custom or culture? Uh, keep up the good work, lads. Gabe from Detroit. And of course, you know, the bathrooms in Japan are like a big, weird cubicle and the shower. You typically shower yourself off and then you get in the bath, right? Right. So you get in the bath, and all families tend to like reuse the bath water and save a lot of water. And so each person cleans themselves with the shower, then they get in the bath and reuse it. So Gabe got his sweaty, horrible, just everything <laughs> all over the all over the nice bath. Right. The family, you know, would have you know bathed in his filth. So it I seems can see weird, doesn't it? Because I suppose angry. I can see why they're angry, but I can also see like is that definitely. So you would clean yourself just to get clean again. It just seems like a colossal waste of water and energy. Don't question it, Pete. <laughs> well, it, it sort guess, of nullifies it, doesn't it? Because you're using yeah. the bath water. So if you're a family of four, you will all mm. share that water. Mm. Yes, in the bath. yeah. And yeah, so, but I mean, why? But if you've already had a shower and you've cleaned yourself, why Why have you got to do it again? <laughs> why have you got to do it all again? Why have you got to get why, why are you getting clean? Yeah, it just seems, uh, it seems a little bit... Uh, dotty, but yeah, look, <laughs> bit of fun, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, one one thing that I always mess up on, or used to, is uh, there's a weird custom involving beer. Like when you go to a party or gathering, mm. the drink everyone orders at first is beer. You don't dick about. I yes. remember, like, I don't really like beer. It makes me feel bloated and tired and sleepy and fat. So I go for vodka 
or cider or anything or Moscow yeah Moscow mule. Mm. you know me well yeah uh, I'll avoid my beer but you don't do that in Japan you have to get the beer I remember the first time like I ordered like Moscow mule please give me a Moscow mule and everyone at the table was like <gasps> oh my god because <laughs> the idea behind it is it just saves a lot of time and effort everyone likes mm. beer or so it so it <laughs> so people assume yeah. so when you go to a work party in Japan or a gathering everyone just goes namabiru mitsu namabiru yotsu whatever everyone gets mm. beer so it's it's one of those rules that's not written in stone but you will be sort of looked down upon especially in a work environment if you don't order beer as the first drink of the night when you go into mm. a bar or restaurant you're seen as being difficult you're seen as being not part of the group yeah what's the kind so. of um what i mean the is there many uh, wheat intolerant people in japan because that would be a pain in the bum wouldn't it if you just couldn't drink beer you couldn't drink and it's not even beer it's lager like it's lagery beer isn't it what you're drinking in, in, yeah. in japan I mean, everywhere you just you just you just suffer suffer in silence suffer. like a lot well, of people in japan everyone else can suffer it. in the smell <laughs> oh god but there you go beer and awkward bathtub mm. rituals but uh, <laughs> to be honest though i mean I, I often rinse myself off in the bath if it, sometimes you go somewhere to a hotel or an inn yeah. and the, the the room isn't designed for not showering in the bathtub so it's not set in stone that rule gabe no. just got a little bit uh, unlucky with what sounds like a slightly awkward <laughs> and bizarre family a lot of these home, like these homestay families, are a little bit off. I've heard a real mixture of experiences over the years, and I can't say I'd ever want to do it. But mm. yeah, have you ever done, you've never done it, have you? No, I've never. Well, I've never upset anyone with my showering habits and all that much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's something so sort of tender because you're naked, you're, you're in public. <laughs> Kind of like it's 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 fraught with danger, isn't it? Because you just get it wrong and you end up, I don't know, just ruining <laughs> ruining your reputation with everyone. Poor old Gabe. I bet that's Poor just one Gabe. memory of Japan, isn't it? The, the awkwardness of sitting <laughs> the, the family having this weird intervention. Imagine that. You know, you're stressed, you're tired, and the family are like, "What did you do? What did you do what to did you do to the bathtub?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, what we got? Story of the week, Pete. Here's mm. what you've got. What's going down in Japan this week? Well, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of terms in here that I don't generally understand because I'm not sort of uh, bounced up against them uh, very often. But a fictosexual Japanese <laughs> man who married a hologram can no longer talk to her. Right, a man yeah. who's into two D virtual characters in 2018, uh, he can no longer talk to his wife. A report in Mainichi uh, said that uh, Akihiko Kondo had grabbed the headlines after marrying Hatsune Miku, a, a vocaloid with striking blue hair, obviously very popular, a, an international act, and uh, <laughs> and so. So after four years of their marriage, he can no longer talk to her because the startup that provided the voice service terminated it in 2020. Um, so you, you basically had this setup where um, you had a, basically a 3D hologram kind of bit of hardware where Condor could talk to this um, hologram of Miku uh, via like a sort of cylinder projection system, which was absolutely fine when, uh, you know, it's still working. But uh, obviously now, because the company have either gone out of business or they've just stopped doing this um, service, um, Miku's lost her voice. And so now this man who's married uh, his wife is now married uh, someone who literally can't talk. It's, it's, it's fascinating stuff, Chris. And it, it sort of strikes... 
you know video games at the moment like people are getting very upset and with good mm. reason that they buy a video game but because of some kind of weird always on server kind of tech you, you need the internet they can basically just turn off your access to a video game you bought in a box on a Jeez. DVD or whatever, uh, you, they can just turn off access like that, and, it, and it's and it's terrible, really, because you you bought a video game and you and you expect to be able to play that game until the end of time. Um, mm, but mm. Uh, so so this is a kind of similar sort of situation. Um, when that business goes down, you can no longer talk to uh, Hatsune Miku, uh, the vocaloid well, with striking blue hair, as this piece says. I, I remember <laughs> you might be thinking, listen to this. Ah, oh, what a silly joke! You know, this guy marrying this. Mm. Vocaloid character Hatsune mm. Miku, like really famous character. Actually, she performed with Lady Gaga when Lady Gaga came here to Japan, mm. did a tour. Um, but this guy, you know, he spent two million yen, seventeen thousand mm. dollars, on a formal wedding ceremony in Tokyo. He had forty yes turn up mm. uh, when he tied the knot with her. It was like news both in Japan and internationally. Um, I always wondered how this story would go. I always wondered how it would pan out and now we know. His girlfriend <laughs> switched off. <laughs> but he, he claims he never cheated on her. I've always been in love with Miku-san uh, and uh, I've been thinking about her every day. And apparently, you know, this is the, 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 the character would like say goodbye to him when, mm. he, when he left to go to work and they'd wish each other good morning. Um, I, I don't know if their conversation's got more advanced than that. I'd like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's it's kind of sad, you know. It, all jokes aside, like when it, when this guy's uh, Akihiko Kondo's father died, I think he got quite depressed, and that sort mm. of led he fell in love with this character, and that led him down this pathway. But uh, yeah, it's sad. Since March, Kondo's been living with a moving, talking hologram of Miku, right, that floats in a two thousand eight hundred dollar desktop device. What is that? What is this device, Pete? <laughs> sounds like a laptop, doesn't it? <laughs> sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like a fucking laptop, mate. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, just, it's just clearly just a little kind of um, I don't know, a little projector, a little cylinder. I don't know, but either way, it's 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 it worked for him. He felt the need to marry this character, and uh, now he's been left high and dry by the whims of business, a big business at that. It wasn't even that long ago. That's the weird thing. It was you know, it was only uh, twenty eighteen he married, so he's had three and a half years of happy wedded bliss. Uh, and uh, and then well, well, I mean, we don't know. They might have been fighting like cats and dogs. You don't know. But I, I imagine Mika's quite easy to uh, to live with. <laughs> Sounds a lot less effort than uh, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp's relationship. To be honest, not going to poo in the bed. Near going to poo in your bed. <laughs> but there you go. I, I, it's 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 sad. I'm just excited mm. and uh, to learn the words fictosexual. Fictosexual. Yeah. I I mean, I think a lot of us. Have uh, have kind of been fictosexual because you know people are on the best behaviour when you start going out with someone, but then they turn, don't they? So we're all in love with a fiction, really. We're all in love with that person in our mind. <laughs> it's getting powerfully philosoph- philosophical today. <laughs> I, I I didn't know that's a word though. When did this word come about? Fictosexual. I, I, I mean, sexual Japanese man. You only have to read it a couple of times, and you're like, "Oh, okay, I, I see. I see what's going on here." Some of the other ones, I'm like, "I don't know what that is." To be honest, it's like people invent new ones every day. It's like Pokemon. <laughs> is it? And he you knows it's not a real word yet because uh, on the uh, document that I'm reading it off of, mm. or, or the news is on, it's flagged with a red line, meaning the flagged spell check just doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> it's like, what is this? And there's no rec- yeah. you click on it, and it's like no recommendations. We don't no. know what it is. We just give up. But there's something wrong. Fictosexual. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Hopefully, a new Vocaloid character will come along soon and fill mm. Kondo's heart and. Uh, 
Yeah, be be wary. Don't date a fake, a, a real ficto character. <laughs> I I don't know what to take away I think from this. I think you're a ficto character because I've not seen you in some years, uh, and maybe uh, when you when you step forth into the real world, the real realm, uh, in a few <laughs> weeks' time. I'm going to be very surprised and confused. Well, it's crazy. I think the last time I saw you, he was literally walking down the aisle in Tokyo at his $20,000 ceremony mm. to marry a Vocaloid character. So, <laughs> And a whole, a whole marriage has, has collapsed yeah. in that time. Sad yeah. times. We'll be back <laughs> in a moment with your stories, comments, and questions, guys, with The Fax Machine. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week, Mr. Donaldson? We got a message from Joseph, fellow Joseph. What's good, Chris and Pete? I'm an American university student studying in Denver, Colorado. I love Denver. Uh, I want to study abroad in Japan, and there are three options my school offers. Two are expected. Tokyo and Kyoto. And uh, But for some reason, the third option is a tiny school on the outskirts of Akita City, tucked deep within the mountains. Akita uh, International University. I'm in love with nature, curious about rural Japan, and the reviews of this school are stellar. It really seems like a dream come true, but I worry about missing on city uh, life in Kyoto or, Tio- or Tokyo, as well as their lack of bears. Uh, what is your experience with Akita <laughs> City and rural Akita? Bears? Would it make it... Sounds like Joseph's very obsessed with bears. Um, would it make a good place to live, or am I better off uh, just visiting the place while living in a big city. Thank you so much for your time. Love the podcast. Joseph! What do you reckon, Chris? You were a, a rural... I'm going to call you a yokel. A fictor yokel. How dare you. How dare you. <laughs> uh, Akita is beautiful, stunning, mm. incredible. Wouldn't want to live there. No chance in hell. There's nothing there. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I, I've barely made any videos in Akita in the last mm. 10 years, even though I've lived on its doorstep the whole decade. Right. And it's a really nice place to drive through for the day. There's a couple of places worth checking out. It's, it's nice in autumn. Don't live there. There's nothing. Mm. You will be like... In the, the winters are brutal. The access to Tokyo and civilization is really 
difficult. Mm. Uh, most towns are quite decrepit and underfunded and dying out, unfortunately. Got really bad population decline. Mm. Go to Kyoto. Trust me on this one. Go to Kyoto. Yeah. Anyone, you know, if you finish your, your school in Kyoto, odds are you'll get a job in Tokyo. That's where all the jobs are anyway. So mm. go to Kyoto. Have, the, have some fun there. Check it out. Go to Osaka. Go to Kobe. Eat the beef. And then get a job in Tokyo and spend your money going on a holiday to Akita <laughs> for a week because that's all you'll need to see it. And now someone's going to get angry at my opinion because I have an opinion on something. Like Just like every time I slag off everyone's beloved city of Nagoya, a city where there's nothing. Uh, you know, Akita, great place. Don't live there. It's just you like do have an issue. You, hey, you are. Hey, hey. <laughs> you do have a, a, an issue with uh, with um, Nagoya, though. You've got a real. I don't know what happened to you in Nagoya. I'd like to know, but you know. Well, I. You know, my opinions of Nagoya almost changed yesterday when I received that spam email, and I saw you know this fellow Asian guy who had just died in Nagoya. I thought, oh, I'm gonna get rich, and it's gonna mm. come from Nagoya. Until I realised it was a spam email, <laughs> but yeah, Nagoya. I've yet to find something there that's good. Akita's still better than Nagoya, though. But again, don't live there. And of course, there's bears as well. Don't, don't, yes. don't, deal, with, don't deal with that. Indeed. Um, Leanne says, Hi, Chris and Pete. Greetings from Dallas, Texas. I think all the stories this week, all the comments and questions are from America. the US. Yeah. Uh, mm. yeah. I love Japanese curry. The pre-moulded curry cubes added to the end of... Uh, and I love the sorry. I love the pre-molded curry cubes that you can add to a bland pork stew. I feel like I've perfected my Japanese curry after several rounds of YouTube curry hacks that include dark chocolate, ketchup, soy sauce, Worcester sauce, even served over dino chicken nuggets. Dino chicken nuggets. What is that? Is that like the children's chicken nuggets in the shape of a dinosaur? Did I say dinosaur? So di- dino. What's your favourite way to eat Japanese curry, Leanne? <laughs> I mean, go on, Pete. <laughs> go on, Pete. What, am I the curry monster? Uh, we, yeah, it, it's... I'll tell you what. If you're going to take any kind of, like, culinary advice on this podcast, just get those um, blocks of curry. Just get a couple of them in, in your cupboard. And if on a, on a day where you've got no food in the house, or you imagine you've got no food in the house, all it takes is an onion, bit of, bit of, a couple of blocks of that curry stuff, and um, you're absolutely sorted. Bit of rice, fantastic. I could eat that on the, on my own. I always put too many onions in it. I always don't stew the onions for enough. I don't I don't cook the onions enough for enough. But uh, it's always bloody delicious. I'm far lazier than that. I just just go to KK Curry House. You just eat you just eat the cubes like uh, <laughs> like jelly. <laughs> I put them in my mouth with a splash of water and let nature do the rest. I uh, no best way of Japanese curry is is with like uh, tonkatsu, like pork, mm. breaded pork. I find the crispy saltiness of the the pork goes really well with the sort of tanginess of the curry. Love it. I haven't had Japanese curry in a while though. Don't know why. Weird, isn't it? Get involved, involved, mate. Well, you're, you're, involved. you're trying to eat healthy, that's why, see? That's exactly why. That's mm. exactly, even though I've had two videos out on two separate channels in the last six weeks, and both of them include me eating wacky beef somewhere. So that's good, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, hello, Ooh. Crunchy Chris and Prickly Pete. I'm Chris from South Dakota in the US. I've dealt with alcohol issues for a few years now. And I was wondering, with the work drinking parties, what do alcoholics in Japan do in that situation? I'd like to assume they're just non-alcoholic drinks is there a version of Alcoholics Anonymous there uh, like we have in the States thank you for the wonderful content uh, Chris not Christopher the full name is terrible I'm with you there Chris I don't like the full name Christopher it feels condescending when people call me that now Pete's probably <laughs> going to call me that uh, 
Well, as we said earlier, one of the uh, one of the customs is to uh, to order beer mm. when you go into like a work party. But you can get around it if you're driving. You've got a way out, or if you've got something on, you can get a way out. But like, just say, "Oh, I don't drink alcohol," and nobody will question it, and nobody yeah. will sort of fight you over it. I think you'll have an fight easier time it. if you're <laughs> Stop foreign. fighting me. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's uh, it, it's difficult, isn't it? and and we're like we're probably at the vanguard. We're probably at the um, we're as bad as anyone at this sort of thing because we are two British men who we have our own drinking problems and culture uh, as Brits, <laughs> um, and uh, we're talking about Japanese culture, which is obviously um, focused around drinking that sweet yellow Sapporo beers. Um, and so it's it's it, it's really it's really difficult, isn't it? Um, so apologies if. Uh, some of the content we we, we live forth on this is uh, is a little bit uh, hard to stomach, um, but uh, yeah, it, uh, uh, yeah, Japanese Japan clearly has an issue with alcohol, like a lot of places in the fucking world. Jeez. Yeah, it's got a weird relationship with alcohol. Mm. I don't know per capita of Japanese people drink as much alcohol as we do in the UK. Yeah, I would probably say no, because we certainly drink a lot more, and you know they get obliterated on like two two glasses of beer, and yeah. it's game over here. Yeah. People aren't as strong with alcohol. Yeah, um, I had some uh, on journey across Japan, which we filmed like two weeks ago. Had some uh, habushu snake sake. Have you ever had this? No, I haven't. Have had habushu. It? No, it's uh, it's actually not that bad. I thought it'd be quite bitter and unpleasant, just like me, but <laughs> actually. It's it's very nice. It's it's good. Little little splash of water in there. Don't drink mm. it straight. It's, it's a little yeah. It's not that great straight. Mm. But if you disguise the flavour with something, it's great. Uh, but it's it's crazy. You get a jar coming out, and there's just a dead massive snake at the bottom of the jar. Mm. And uh, hub the hubbard snake is incredibly poisonous. Like if it gets you, you've got twenty four hours before you explode. I might oh, have cool. made that bit up, but it's put very that, poisonous. Put that in the drink. Put that in the drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, 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 it's cool. But then when you finish the jar of habushu, mm. you've just got a jar with a big, dead, empty snake in it. And there's something well, quite yeah. unsettling about that. What, what, what do you do? Just put that in the bin? I don't know. Like, you throw it you just feel like You just feel like... It, like I, I would feel like I, I, I had a responsibility not to leave snakes lying around. I I, just call me a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you tuck it under the bed, under the pillow of your partner, <laughs> or throw it out the window while you're driving. Yeah. Someone you dislike. I don't know what you do with it. It must be really weird because I, I didn't get that far. I didn't realize. You know, we had this snake sake at Jackie's house. Uh, mm. She very kindly let us in, mm. and uh, let us in. <laughs> she let us in. We kicked the door down. We burst in. Her dad was there. Jackie's dad has like a collection of like two hundred bottles of sake. Mm. It was like being in a brewery. It was mental But like Yeah I mean What happens at the end Do you put the whole jar In the bin With the snake in it Or do yeah. you put the, the snake in the bin Or do you just You know Feed it to your dog I don't know <laughs> I'm not a scientist I'll have to oh. look into it But Jeez. I know what I'm bringing you back When I come back From Japan next week <laughs> oh, a little um, gift if you are um, listening to the to, to the, uh, to the not that podcast, the Abrahamian podcast right now, um, Chris um, shared with me a little trailer for his uh, next journey across Japan video. Oh, it looks good! It looks good, Spoilers. and it makes me really want to go on holiday and <laughs> knock an hour. <laughs> it, did it, did you like the trailer? Did it meet your expectations? Oh, it was excellent. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. seeing uh, seeing um, Chris and Natsuki. Uh, just dicking about again on a boat. <laughs> How dare around, you? Float, floating around, having a bit of uh, a bit of a that. surf here and there. It's a cultural experience. It's a cultural adventure. It's but cultural uh, did you like the soundtrack for it to the trailer? Yeah, 
Or... Yeah, I, I presume you're going to put the. Uh, I presume you're going to put the. Um... Uh, not going to use that for the YouTube, the actual YouTube no, itself. No, I am. I, I've actually bought the... So for the trailer, which you guys can check out uh, in mm. about a week or two, mm. uh, it's uh, it's got the soundtrack. It's, it's it's relaxed by Frankie Goes to Hollywood, right? And I bought mm. the rights to the song. $150. How, how did you do that? $150? That's amazing. I'm not telling you. That's so affordable. Wow. I'm not telling you. You'll steal it. You'll, you'll steal it. Frankie Goes to Hollywood all over your podcast. But uh, keep it <laughs> up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it works really well with Natsuki being thrown in the sea. Keep the stories, <laughs> questions, does. comments coming in to broadjapanpodcast at gmail.com, guys. We'll be back later in the week to do it over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great week. We'll see you right back here and do it all over again on the Abroad Japan Podcast. Bye for now. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.